for the title. Got it. Good snap. The hold is down. It's long enough. It is good. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest has been a longtime volleyball coach, 22 years, and getting close to joining an elite group of volleyball coaches, winning 500 matches. Today's coach has one championship in volleyball, and really if it wasn't for two other schools, she might have a lot more. Our guest today has built a great volleyball program with more than a dozen trips to the state tournament. Our guest today Chester Area Flyers head volleyball coach, Gene O'Hara. Gene, welcome to In Play. Oh, Craig, thanks for having me. You know, 22nd year of coaching volleyball in South Dakota, all at uh, Chester Area. But what were you doing 23 years ago? It's 1999. What were you doing before you became the head coach at Chester Area? <laughs> well, I was teaching in Chester. I just was not coaching volleyball. So uh, I actually started uh, my career in Chester in 1998, the fall of 1998. And for four years prior to teaching in Chester, I was teaching at Old Ham Ramona. But so I did put in two years of teaching in Chester before I actually started coaching. What were you teaching? Teaching vocal music. I am a vocal music teacher. (laughs) So where are you? Have you been a South Dakota girl? I have. Actually, I was born and raised near the Madison area. That's where my parents still live and reside. And I am actually a graduate of the Chester High School. So where did the interest in volleyball come from? Well, I tell you what, um, I love it. I just absolutely uh, I love it. I, when I was in college, um, softball and volleyball were the only two things I actually picked up my coaching endorsements in. And at the time, you know, we were not playing, you know, softball as an organized sport here in South Dakota for uh, high school athletics. And so my, my heart went straight to volleyball and I absolutely have been in love with the game ever since. So what kind of player would you have been on the court for Chester? If you played for Chester area? Um, I did play. Um, I would like to think uh, I was a I was a competitor. Um, I I I don't care much for losing. It didn't matter if I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, or or the age I am now. Um, I kind of prefer to be on the winning end of things. So, who was your coach at that time? You know, uh, Greg, my dad, Steve O'Hara, was my volleyball coach in high school. He. Uh, he did the volleyball program at Chester for a lot of years until he got out and retired. And I think there was uh, just one other coach uh, that went in between uh, him being the head coach and, and me taking the program over. So what were you thinking when that opportunity came? Was that something that you had to be nudged at or something you were really excited about? Oh, no nudge needed. I was super excited for that. I actually did a, a stint my uh, second year there as an assistant uh, basketball coach. Uh, Brent Norberg, who's now up in Aberdeen, uh, was the head both girls and basketball coach in Chester. And I was his assistant for a year just to kind of get in and, and do some coaching. And um, the gentleman we had as our head coach who had, you know, daughters in the program, 
uh, as a volleyball coach, his when his daughter was a senior, he was done. And he'd been there, um, you know, for a while doing it and did a, a nice job of it. But when his daughter graduated, his youngest daughter, uh, he he wanted to be done. And, and I walked right in and said, hey, I, I'd love to have that if if, um, if it's available. And uh, that that was it. Gene, who were some of the other coaches who were mentors to you when you were just getting in the head coaching position? Well, you know, um, Joe Christensen, uh, of course, has always been a mentor of mine, just somebody. And she's now not only a mentor, but I would just call her a dear friend. She really is a, a colleague and a friend. But just um, looking up to her and the program that she had uh, created, I would say Joyce Farrell, uh, the coach from Madison, um, wow, boy, she ran a good program up there. I can remember as a young coach having to play against those Lady Bulldogs from Madison, and, and they were fierce, and they were good. And I remember thinking, that's what I want my kids to play like. So as a young coach, those were at least two highly impressionable you know, coaches that I really looked up to. How about your father? What, what advice did he give, if any, for you as a coach? Well, Craig, he's not done giving it. <laughs> My folks go to every single one of our volleyball matches if they can. In fact, they're great Chester supporters um, in everything. They go to you know all the matches, and, and they don't even have any grandkids in the building anymore. But he's always got some thoughts. Um, after matches. So I'm always intrigued by what he sees and what he thinks. And sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't. But, um, you know, he's been one of my best mentors as well. And, and we can joke now about, you know, the things that he used to say, or maybe the things we used to get, you know, coached on the most when I was younger are still ironically some of the things that I'm still having to coach kids up, you know, on today. And so I think, you know, the, the circle continues of, of what needs to be done with kids to just make them better players. So what was Chester area volleyball like before you got there? Um, the program itself, I think, has always just had an outstanding reputation from, from the time that it started um, and until, you know, uh, hopefully we are still, you know, living under that and, and living up to that, um, I would say um, today. I, I just think that we have such good kids. And I think it, it has, even though it has gone, you know, from one coach to another, um, when you've got kids who are willing to work hard and a community that supports the kids and a community that supports what goes on in that school building and shows that that building is the pride of the community, um, I, I think you're able to build really good programs both on and off, you know, courts. Gene, I think there's a, a full generation now that doesn't know that we had volleyball in the fall at one point in time. What was that like when you were coaching volleyball in the fall? Well, I tell you, it was a totally different world, and I only had to do that once. I'm one of the few that can say I coached both in the spring of 2002 and I coached in the fall <laughs> of 2002 uh, when we moved. And I think it was a great move for South Dakota. I really do that we are playing volleyball when everybody else in the nation is. I know it was kind of a battle to get it that way. I think equally it's good that our, our kids, both boys and girls, are playing basketball at the same time when other you know collegiate athletes and, and others are but um it was a huge huge difference i mean it, re it really was to make that change and and now like you say we we don't even think about it because it's just we're so used to having volleyball here in the fall 
Um, but it, it was a good move for the sport and, and I love it. Uh, I really do. Selfishly, I like having the gym kind of just all to ourselves. You know, we really don't have to worry about an early practice, late practice schedule. And I know that that's a big battle that basketball coaches have to go through. And I'm just really thankful that, that we really don't have to do that in the fall. That was the biggest, um, setback for us was trying to get that practice schedule set up. You mentioned 2002, uh, two state tournaments in a very short period of time, but Harding County won both of those state tournaments. Did you get a chance to play Harding County uh, any of those uh, two times at state? Um, I did not. In fact, in 2002, Chester was an A school. We spent um, four years from 2002 to 2006 being an A school. And so we were um, battling the likes of, like, we were in a, a district with, I think, West Central and Madison and McCook Central. I remember a couple of Pudoff girls and a Hofer girl from West Central. There were pretty darn good athletes back there in the early 2000s <laughs> that we were playing against. I think they won some basketball state championships. but Class B, though, now... Um... And, uh, in fact, since we all know what uh, Class B volleyball has been like uh, over over the past 22 years, in fact, uh, since 2000, every Class B volleyball tournament has been won by either Warner or Northwestern, except Harding County in 2002, Phillip in 2008, Arlington in 2010, and your Chester area Flyers in, in, in 2015. What, what is it about Class B volleyball? Well, I tell you what, um, especially when you talk about Warner and Northwestern, you're talking about two incredibly intelligent ladies uh, running those uh, programs with great volleyball minds, and they do a really good job of executing game plans and, and knowing what it takes to get um, players successful on a volleyball court. And, and you see that. I mean, when you just see year after year after year, those are the top teams um, in Class B. I think it says something about the, the ladies running those programs, too. When did volleyball become a year-round sport? I mean, I talk about volleyball where right after the state volleyball tournament, a lot of kids go right and play club volleyball, and they will play volleyball right through the summer. So w- when did that happen with volleyball in South Dakota? You know, that's been an emerging trend, I would say, for probably, oh, probably a decade at least. You know, I I think we're hitting about, you know, 10 good solid years of of pretty aggressive um, club ball. You know, we've got some outstanding South Dakota athletes, you know, probably most namely a Taryn Close, who, you know, did some really good things in club ball and and now is even playing on the, you know, professional beach volleyball circuit. Um, but and, and spent a lot of time on a volleyball court in the off season. And um, it, it's, it's good for the game. It has made some of our players really, really into exceptional volleyball players. Uh, the time that they're spending um, doing that, not during the season. And, yeah. and I think um, as coaches, we probably have arguments for it. And I think we have, you know, the, the argument of, of what, you know, some of the drawbacks can be. But I'll tell you what, it has made the game faster. It has made our kids more athletic, that's for certain. Has that made it a year-round sport for you too, Gene? Uh, are summers pretty much filled up with, with watching volleyball or coaching volleyball? You know, they are. I think they always have been, you know, a little bit. I think, you know, your your coaching brain kind of 
um, if it takes any time off at all, which I'm not really sure it does. But, um, you know, we kind of try and reload ourselves uh, getting into the, the early parts of the late spring and, and early summer of, okay, let's get our kids on a court. Let's see what we're going to be able to put together for this fall. We try and get into some competitive team camps, you know, and, and open gym, you know, kind of sessions. And, and I, that's been there a lot longer than I think club volleyball has mm-hmm. for sure, for certain, you know, just the, the getting your teams together in the summer. But um, I think it has changed the aspect of what we do as far as um, thinking that, if you're not doing it somewhere, someone else is, and mm. you're going to be behind if you're not, you know, doing that as well. How do you try not to uh, burn out uh, the sport for those that are playing a lot? Um, I, I think that's a really uh, good question to ask, Craig. I think it's important to keep kids um, being kids. Um, I know, especially in the summertime, um, I am pretty aware of, of where our kids at are at and what they're doing and try to especially hard to um, let them be kids. I, they just need to, I, I firmly believe uh, that they, they do need to have that downtime uh, to be kids uh, mm-hmm. in the summer and to enjoy, you know, doing summer activities. So I, I, we're real careful. We do sit together down as a staff at school and kind of plot out, now when are you going to a camp? Like for example, with the girls basketball program and, and when are you going to camp and make sure that we don't, you know, double book our kids sure. and make sure that kids do have opportunities to not be in that building all day, every day, all summer long. Volleyball is one of the most repetitive sports that I know. Everything from, from serving to passing to hitting. What's the most difficult part of volleyball to master? Probably um, ball control, I, I think, is, is probably the biggest factor in determining your success on a court because if you cannot control that that first contact and get that ball up to where your setter and your hitters have an opportunity to be able to control the pace and to get a good swing on a ball um then then you're really in trouble and volleyball is really played about 70 percent of the time i would say out of system where you're not, you know, perfectly on target with that pass. And so I think it's important to train your kids to be able to swing in a ball that's out of system so that you are not giving up an easy ball to the other side of the net because anytime you give up an easy ball, especially to a good team, that ball is going to come at you pretty pretty good speed on it you know when that happens and so um i think one of the biggest things i know that we focus on and i i think a lot of teams do is really ball control making sure that you can handle that ball and put it on target where you need it to be what was that first practice like back uh, 22 23 years ago you're the head coach you're the brand new head coach that very first practice and it was in the fall what was it like what do you remember from it Um. Well, it was probably super hot. I think we probably didn't even have air conditioning at the time. But um, (laughs) I'll tell you, I have grown a lot as a coach. I I think when I started out, I would have answered the question. I would have said, uh, I coach volleyball. You know, that's what I do. I coach volleyball. And now, you know, my answer to that question now is I coach kids. And I think I'm just such a smarter human being now than, than I was back then in the things that I thought I should be having my kids doing and the things now that I look back and go, we should not even wasted the time to do that because it, it wasn't game-like. 
It wasn't making us better. It wasn't making us faster or stronger. And um, I think the growth really that you just see when you are around kids and when you're around the game for any length of time just just makes you realize, you know, if you could take it all back and, and do it again, you know, you would. But um, such good learning opportunities for me, you know, as a human being and as a coach uh, to be around those kids. Um, I think is the biggest takeaway that I, I have from, from those years worth of experience. Gene, you've taken your team to the state volleyball tournament more than a dozen times. What was that first year like and what kind of a team did you have? Well, I tell you what, um, you, you can't replace or even hardly explain the feeling of qualifying the very first time for a state tournament. Um, we had, like I said, said earlier, we had been a class A school from 2002 until 2006. And then in 2007, um, we, we had a really, really large class and we were halfway, to, you know, the magic number is 90 and we were halfway there with one class. And so we were bumped up and then we knew we were going to go back down to class B and you could just see um, the glimmer in the eyes of my players and um, that kind of fire in their belly of they're like, okay, here we go. And they, it, it was just so fun to watch them. And I had a really, really good group of, of young ladies that year. They were actually mostly sophomores with a few juniors. And uh, we had to play Hurley in the region final that year. And Hurley had been just in that state tournament every single year. And uh, we were able to beat them that first year. And the level of sheer excitement in not only uh, my kids, but just in the community that we were in that state tournament is just something you can't quite really um, even explain. So I, we were pretty excited about it, no uh, doubt. It's uh, 14 or 15 years into your coaching career that uh, it's 2013 and you make it to the finals at the state tournament. First time ever. And it was against Warner. What kind of a team yeah. did you have that year? Um, we were pretty salty defensively. Um, that particular team was about two years away from being um, an offensive, you know, huge offensive threat. But we did a really good job of keeping the ball off the court. And sometimes when you can do that, you are frustrating, you know, to other teams, to other hitters. And um, for the it had been um, a long drought of, of not getting past, you know, the Arlington Cardinals in a region matchup for us. <laughs> and in 2013, again, sometimes the lines get redrawn. We were put into a different region and we did not have to battle through Arlington to get to the state tournament. In 2013, we went through different channels and both us and Arlington were in the state tournament. <laughs> and, uh, I, we, I, and I, I would feel put coach back right into that, um, bucket of mentors who we have had some great, great matchups over the years. Um, we both went into the final games of, of seasons one year, we were undefeated and she came into town and, and whooped us. I think one year they were undefeated. We might have slipped into town and maybe took one from them. And and she is one of my, again, nearest and dearest coaching friends. Just so much respect for Coach Beck and the program that, you know, she had built in Arlington that you just knew every time you played, it was going to be an epic battle and you were not going to have any 
room to make mistakes. You were just going to have have to have one of your best games, you know, in order to win it. And we were fortunate enough in that particular state tournament just to get, you know, one ball to go to the ground when we needed it to, and and we're able to advance ourselves to the state championship against a really, really good Warner team. So well, you, we were glad to be there. You had to play him again in 2014. You made it to the finals again, and it was Warner again. And when you lost that one, were the feelings a lot different from 2013? You know, it re- it really was in 2013. Coach Jung had such a good team not that she doesn't have a good team every year but they were so tall every but one of her players you know was over well over six two six three and I think they hadn't dropped a set in two years when they won that uh one in 2013 and in 2014 she had graduated you know some of her big tall towers and we were a little bit more competitive with them but we just we weren't we weren't quite um mistake free enough I guess I would say, or rather they were still, you know, controlling the pace of the game and, and we didn't quite get that job done in 2014, but yeah, we did see them three years in a row in a state championship. Yeah. 2015, that was the big year Warner and Chester area again, three years in a row in the finals, the championship, and you got by Warner in that, uh, match in 2015. What, uh, what set your team apart over Warner that year? Well, you know, we had Jenna Reese that year, and she ended up being not only uh, Miss Volleyball, but she was also the Gatorade Player of the Year um, for South Dakota. And I think anytime you have a, a player like that on your team, pretty fortunate situation as a coach um, to be in. And then I think at, at that point, our kids maybe um, had a little bit more experience. Warner had turned the corner, and an outstanding young player for them was that Peyton Ellingson. But she was younger, and um, I, I think we just maybe that, that had a little bit more experience that year than they did. And it was a great get. I mean, it took all five, and and we had seen them earlier in the year, and they had beaten us. And and you know, sometimes it's just better to be lucky than good. And maybe it was just our day to to have some some luck go our way. When you're walking by the trophy case, are you still kind of you know? looking at that trophy that's in there that you won in 2015? You bet it makes me smile every time. (laughs) (laughs) But you were in the finals again the next year, in 2016, and it was against Northwestern. What do you remember the most about that match with Northwestern? You know, that was a battle, too. If I remember right, we took one game from them, and I think it was maybe game two, but... Um, that was, you know, it was, it was, it actually was game three because it went, it uh, it went 25, 23, 25, 18, and then you won the third set 26, 24 before Northwestern won the final set, uh, 25, 19, you know, Northwestern, I would say was just really on a mission that year because they had spent the three years prior not getting out of that district because Warner had been there. In fact, it might even have been four. I think Warner was there in 2012 when we weren't. And um, when you have to wait that long and then you finally, you know, get past Warner in your own district, which they had to live in that, you know, universe for so long. 
sometimes you cannot stop that steam engine when it's on the tracks. And, and uh, Coach Groft and her girls knew that they had a huge opportunity, and, and boy, they took full advantage of it. They, they were a very good team that year. I would assume coaches are very much in favor of the way the playoffs they are today. Uh, you know, you have the Dakota 16 or the Sweet 16, wherever you call it, uh, where that opportunity can be there where you get one or two, maybe three teams from the same district into the state tournament. Yep, you have to say that um, I do think that has been a, a pretty good system as far as um, trying at least to to even out and get, you know, if, if your goal was to attempt to truly get, you know, eight of your or best teams in, in Class A and Class B into the state tournament, then I think that the SODAC 16 um, has made a state tournament games largely more competitive. Um, there is no more, like, if, if, if you're a one seed or a two seed, I don't think you ever go into that state tournament and go, oh, we're playing the seven or the eight seed. I tell you what, there are eight really good teams now at the state tournament. It has added more value to fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth place because of that. Um, and uh, there's no day to you get an off game. If, if you can get into the state tournament, um, you are so fortunate to be there, and you are going to have to work really hard against really good teams to win three games in a row when you're at the state tournament now. And I think that's really um, both as coaches, hopefully as athletes, as parents, as fans, I think that's what people um, hopefully can appreciate and respect is that we want three competitive games you know you want your kids to have to to be there to work hard and and play good volleyball gene you're approaching 500 wins there's only 11 other coaches in uh, history that have won more than 500 volleyball matches you uh, would or could reach that 500 mark uh, early next season do you have another season left in you you know, Craig, I'm going to tell you at this point, I really do feel like I have another season left in me. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I'm, I'm planning to be back uh, on a court next fall. So. What did it mean when you won 400 three years ago, when you hit that magical mark? You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't really pay a lot of attention to that number. Um, uh, if you ask me right now how many I have, I would I would have to go and look it up. Because um, I we need to play Arlington on Monday. <laughs> You're about 480, about 484 right now. Um, and, and I think um, <laughs> that's something that um, is is not you know on a goal sheet. But it was a big deal for our kids. I think they had fun with it. It was um, fun to put that picture in a frame. I feel very honored that I have had athletes. Um, that can win those games because that's not me doing it. And so I think that is just a tribute to all the fantastically talented um, young ladies that I have had the privilege to be around and to coach that really that um, number kind of um, belongs to them probably more than it belongs to me because they're the ones out there doing the work every night on the court. Chester area volleyball, they've won uh, real close to 75% of all their matches under – uh, head coach Gene O'Hara. Uh, Gene, what's it like to see some of your former players head off to college and play volleyball? Oh, I love it. Um, I love that they're able to continue to 
um, play this game that they love and learn and grow from it. And oh, I took it, I took my team last week and we went and watched um, Dakota State University uh, play against Dakota Wesleyan University. And we had some uh, Lady Flyer alum out on the court and it just warms my heart to watch them play. Um, like I said, just to, to get them to see the, them play the game that they love and at such a high level and be competitors and with smiles on their faces and, and loving their teammates um, just makes me know that uh, I'm definitely doing the right thing with, with my time. You know, I love being in the gym with those kids and that they're able to continue to do that just, just makes me real happy. I love it. Any former players coaching volleyball? Um, I have had some, uh, yeah, uh, the, the couple girls that, um, have graduated recently and both did a stint or two as, as coaches, I think are not perhaps coaching right now, but they, but they did. And I think they are, uh, at least one of them is about to be a young mother. And I think, you know, kind of got out because she wants to, you know, focus on that. And another one of the gals who was coaching, uh, just changed schools and I believe is coaching at the school that she um, now is at as well and so um and then of course you know my my own daughter is is uh teaching and, and coaching as well and so that's kind of fun also so yeah it's great to see former coaches or former players rather uh, getting out and being young coaches because that's that's what we need we need our our players um, to love the game enough that they want to continue to teach it to young people. And so what do you say to those young coaches, those just in the game now, or the wannabe coaches? You know, What do you say to those coaches about being successful in volleyball? Um, you know, I guess my, my, uh, what I would want to tell them is um, you got to love it. You, you got to love it. You got to put a smile on your face and know that on any given day, 16 year olds are not highly predictable human beings (laughs) and and they you know they probably never have been they maybe never will be but you you gotta love them and they um at least my kids i know every day they show up they are doing the absolute best that they can and they they work hard and they are they would do anything that i ask them to do and if, if you can just have the patience to know that the things that we can teach young ladies, young girls about how to grow up to be just strong women, we can do that on a volleyball court. And I think that's what I love the most about it is it's really not, you know, about the wins and the losses and it's not about the sets and the the big kills and the, you know, serving aces. It's about what those kids can learn uh, about how, how they can, you know, live the rest of their life and they can do that um, with confidence. And, and I think that's really what um, we want to teach our, these young girls who are on the volleyball court. I know you're involved with music. Um, do you have to uh, try to twist their arm to be in the, uh, the musical or in the choir or some other form of being in music at the Chester area? You know, I, I really don't. Uh, vocal music is a requirement um, in Chester through the eighth grade. So I am fortunate enough to um it starts with little three-year-olds you know preschool music class I have three-year-olds um today I had them twice um (laughs) but all the way through eighth grade it's required and then in high school uh, it does become an option to take high school choir 
Um, I have 96 kids in my high school choir. I think we maybe have 105 kids in high school and 90, 96 of them are in high school choir. So not a lot of arm twisting. Uh, they enjoy it and they like to be there. And uh, I love having them in there. You haven't to say you haven't had to say I need you to sing a solo or uh, you can't play volleyball. <laughs> you haven't had to do I that. Not had to do that. No. <laughs> um, what gives you the biggest joy of coaching volleyball at Chester area? Ooh, the biggest joy. You know, um, just being around the kids. Uh, I I really really enjoy being around the kids. It's it's still fun for me and I hope it just never I hope it there never comes a day where I don't think it's fun and I think volleyball is fun I love my job I love getting to to play ukuleles and violins and and you know sing with kids and teach them a skill that they can use their entire life and um yeah, I absolutely love what I do and, and coaching volleyball and getting to spend extra time with those kids after school in the summer on Saturdays and on evenings in the fall. I absolutely love it. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Programs such as this are only possible through the continued support of our listeners like you. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Craig Maddox. Join us again on the next episode of In Play.